Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the Blunt Talk Sports Basketball Podcast. This week, we're just talking playoff basketball, uh, just really the ins and outs of uh, kind of the first uh, two, three games, depending on the series we're talking about, uh, just kind of how it's gone. Uh, I got Austin Green jumping on today and maybe another guy or two. Uh, we will see. I'm still in the process of figuring that out. But anyway, the Blunt Talk Sports Basketball Pod is coming at you now. Stay tuned. Thank you for checking out the Blunt Talk Sports Podcast. Well, we're going to jump into some basketball action. Let's uh, let's just jump right in it. So, Cavs, Celtics. Before the season started, everyone, and I mean everyone, had the Cavs in the finals. Um, you know, the, the typical antidotes, LeBron is the greatest, LeBron can't be stopped. He owns the East, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Then, uh, first game of the season... Um, actually, randomly against the uh, Celtics and Cavs, um, Gordon Hayward breaks his foot, goes down in the, one of the most gruesome uh, NBA injuries I can remember seeing live. Um, it really felt like that night the air had been sucked out of Boston, and that was it. Fast forward to March, the Celtics have the number two seed. They're playing well. They kind of figure things out, even without. Uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, Stevens still um, a hell of a fucking crazy hell of a coach, man. It's insane to me he did not get a, a vote from uh, the, anyone for uh, coach of the year. Like, that is just, I mean, it, it, abomination. A basketball abomination. I don't give a shit who voted for it. Uh, media, coaches. If it's coaches, there should be some people fired. Like, seriously. Brad Stevens is coaching... The coaching job he's doing right now is borderline Hall of Fame. So anyway, back to the storyline. March, I believe it was 18th or 19th, uh, the Celtics announced that Kyrie will be missing the remainder of the season. He needs surgery. Um, So yeah, like the majority of basketball fans, and if you thought this at the time, you were justified. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, it's over. The the Cavs are in. and there's really nothing that we're going to be able to do about it. Um, you know, there, it just didn't seem like, you know, there was any possible way that Stevens was going to get, um, you know, these, this young group of dudes out here performing at a high level, uh, at a high enough level to, uh, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. I honestly really had them maybe getting out in the second round. Like, you know, I just didn't see it happening. Um, and so anyway, so let's flash forward to the playoffs. Celtics take care of business. They get to the next round. They finish the the, uh, the second round, and they make the East Conference Finals. Um, meanwhile, the Cavs struggle with the Pacers, um, which creates a media uh, storylines of oh, can LeBron do it? Does he don't have enough help? And then we go to the next series where the Raptors look like the Toronto Barneys, and they're just fucking terrible. When the pressure's on, uh, blow that team up, by the way. Blow them up. You fire Dwayne Casey. Get rid of either Lowry or DeRozan. Make a move. Do something different. Because if you can't beat that Cavs team and you get swept and embarrassed like that, yeah, it's time to go. It's time to start back at the drawing board. So anyway, after the Raptors series, the, the media switched. They ran back to the other side. Oh, LeBron can't be stopped. He's the greatest of all time. 
Uh, no one's going to stop him. He's just, you know, the East is LeBron's bitch. This is his kingdom. He's the king, yada, yada, yada. So let's let's take a look at this, like, from a perspective, a, a step away and look at the perspective uh, through the entire season. Basically, the East is so bad, the Celtics are possibly going to win this series with their two best players, their two best players not being able to suit up. And they're basically relying on Jason Tatum, a rookie, Al Horford, a career, uh, you know, tra- he's an all-star, a traveling all-star to other teams, never a dominant player, and uh, Jalen Brown, who right now that's that's the MVP of the series to me. He has been unbelievable. Um, so, man, you've got to give Brad Stevens the credit. They have complete uh, – I read last night um, LeBron's uh, – again, LeBron's playing his ass off. This is not about LeBron. Um LeBron had, of his 29 shots last night, 28 were contested. Like, that is team defense to, uh, by, you know, by the definition. Like, you can't get any better than that. So, anyway, it's just, it's a really, really interesting um, kind of look at uh, the Eastern Conference. Like, I, a lot of people brand me as LeBron hater. I'm not a LeBron hater. I just gave him credit. The dude's playing his ass off. It's no, them losing has nothing to do with LeBron. It has to do with the backcourt. Like last night there were three points in between J.R. Smith, George Hill, and Jordan Clarkson. That is not gonna work. Um, and even last night you had Love playing well too. I think he had twenty and ten. He was active, he was moving around, like it's not like he was a shell of himself. So if you're a Cavs man, uh, you just gotta look at this as a fax. The Boston Celtics have a younger, deeper team um, their core is made up of young guns that just don't care. You know, Terry Rozier, Marky, or Marcus Morris, um, all those, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all those guys, uh, they're like, their drive is one, to prove the world wrong, and two, like, who had these guys doing this four months, five months ago? No one. So I just think they are the story right now. Um, last night, after, I, I will say, after LeBron took that shoulder to the head, kind of whipped his head around I think he was a little concussed he just did not look the same in the second half he was nowhere near as aggressive uh he you know LeBron had 21 in the first quarter ended up a 42 so um again this is not a LeBron conversation LeBron's doing everything he can he needs guys like Jeff Green Jordan Clarkson George Hill Rodney Hood who's just been a no-show um he needs those guys to step up The, the Celtics will sweep this team if they keep this terrible, terrible game plan of just basically hoping LeBron scores 75 points and you having a couple guys here or there help out, that's not going to work. So I, I'm really, really, really interested to see what Cleveland does. Um, I think they got to go get JR out of there. He caught, possibly cost him the game last night with that dirty ass play that he got caught for. Uh, he's lucky Horford didn't break a leg or an arm trying to brace for a fall. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with their game plan. If they switch anything up, if they take J.R. Smith out, maybe put Hood in, get a little bit bigger of a, a lineup, and uh, just hope for the best. Because, man, at this point, I, I don't know what you do. Um, they have the, uh, the Celtics have just looked so good. Um, like I said, the, the team defense aspect is just crazy. Like, if you're going to get 28 or 29 shots and 28 of them are contested, I'll take that matchup any day. I don't care who it is. Even if it was Jordan, you just got to play your best. They have played the best team basketball I've seen um, 
played against LeBron since probably 2014 in the finals against the San Antonio Spurs where Pop, you know Pop in his uh, team defense mentality where they just dominated um, LeBron. You know, he, he got his own. LeBron was hot that series, but every shot was hard. Every shot was contested. And with a Hall of Famer like LeBron, that's what you have to do. You have to make life tough on him. So um, before the series started, I actually had the Cavs winning in six or seven. But after game one, I switched that real quick back to Celtics and five. So I'm sticking with it, Celtics and five. Uh, I just think the young guns are too much. Jason Tatum is playing at an incredible level for a, a rookie. And, you know, had he got a little more minutes this year and a little more spotlight, like let's say Kyrie went down in, you know, January, then maybe we're talking about a Jason Tatum rookie of the year run. But um, just with Donovan Mitchell and Simmons, they had incredible seasons. And they probably deserve their award just a little bit more. But, man, playoff rookie of the year is going to <laughs> to Mr. Tatum. He's just been um, – I don't know if I've seen a rookie be more confident in games where he shouldn't be confident. Like, he's never done this. And he'll go straight at LeBron. That, that's the other thing I've been really impressed with. Both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not afraid of LeBron. They, they look at LeBron as a challenge, and they are not backing away. Same with Morris. Uh, before the series started, I saw his quote talking about how he can stop LeBron, um, how he's the second best player other than Kawhi to guard him. Man, at this point, I, I really can't disagree. You go back to the Raptors series where he was having that rookie guard him, um, him and I forget the other guy that was uh, switching on uh, LeBron from time to time on the Raptors, but it was a rookie and some other uh, veteran, and they just looked like dog shit. But this, this is different. These guys are here. They're competing. So anyway, it has been just a crazy, crazy turn of events. I did not expect this to happen. Um, but then again, with Brad Stevens and the coaching uh, he brings to the table, it was an option. So anyway, uh, the next game I think is like Saturday. I don't know why they have a freaking three-day break, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how the series turns out. But if uh, the Celtics win the next one, don't be surprised if it's a sweep. Don't think... LeBron can't be swept. This is like a lot of people because of the reputation of LeBron get sucked into, oh, he's LeBron, he'll figure it out. Well, yeah, I partially agree to a certain standpoint, but at, at, at one, you know, at, at a point we get to, we just have to look at the facts. Like I've even heard people say like, oh, the Warriors are, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Cavs, if they get to the finals, because they've been there, they'll figure it out against the Warriors. No. If the Cavs make the finals, they're going to get beaten for it. There's four all-stars on the on the Warriors. That is that's not happening. This is not 2015 or 2016. Like it, that's not happening. It, it just the the basketball gods are not allowing that. It's just too much of a hill to climb up um, for anyone. So that's not LeBron hate. That's just the facts. You know, um, like when you watch the the Browns play the Patriots before the game starts, you're most almost always like, yeah, the Browns are about to get annihilated. You need to look at it the same way. There's too many guns, man. The The Warriors have too many damn um, weapons on that squad. And not even to mention, they have one of the best coach coaches and uh, schemes going. So team ball with four all-stars is hard to beat. Um, so anyway, uh, speaking of the Warriors, uh, game one was two days ago with the Rockets. Um, man, that first quarter was fun, wasn't it? That first you know minute of the game. Harden and Draymond get into it. You're just like, hell yes. This is like 90s basketball. I want guys who are pissed off at each other. You know, I don't want friends on the court. I want dudes battling um, where that is what's most important. So, anyway, um, 
I've said this all along. The Rockets are a good regular season team. That whole gimmick of shooting 35 plus threes a game and hoping that the numbers even out with all your shooters that you're going to beat Golden State, that's called gimmick basketball. That's not going to work. It'll work on against the Utahs, against the or not Utah. I'm sorry. Um, it'll work against the uh, Toronto's and the uh, you know Sacramento's and Phoenixes of the world. And on a night-to-night basis, when you have better shooters, you give yourself a decent shot to beat most teams. But um, the gimmick was created in Golden State, and they have three of the best, I'd say, you know, three in the top ten shooters all time. You got Clay, Steph, and KD. KD being one of the best. Uh, just natural scores in general, and then Clay and uh, Steph are next level. Like Clay Thompson's jump shot is freaking just gorgeous. Um, it, it, his jump shot is so pretty, man. I've thought about creating the a religion, Claytheism, and completely converting <laughs> that dude's jump shot. If I come back to this earth, I don't want abs. I, I don't want huge muscles. Give me. That Clay, Chom- that Clay Thompson jump shot, please. Please, thank- please and thank you. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I honestly see this series going five. I think if the Rockets get a game, it's going to be tonight uh, back in Houston um, on their home floor, um, which they desperately need. If they don't win tonight and they go back to the Bay down 2-0, it's over. That, that crowd is nuts. Um, they are all in on their Warriors and... You know, when you play a team of championship pedigree and you give them that 2-0 lead, it, you might as well pack it in, man. It's probably going to be done. So anyway, I am super excited to see where that goes. Um, tune in tonight. It's It should be a fun game. Regardless of the score, uh, I think it'll be like a very pretty highly competitive game. So we will just have to see where that goes. But, um, yeah, man, that, that, that's kind of my thought on kind of what's happened so far. Uh, look for a, a good game tonight, but I think the Warriors have too many options and too many um, weapons to be stopped, really, and it'll be too much um, for the Rockets tonight, and the Chris Paul slash James Harden curse will continue. Uh, yo, up next, uh, my man Austin Green with some of his comments and thoughts just on the Western uh, Conference playoffs, I believe. So here's my man Austin. Take it a listen. Yo, what up, Blunt Talk Sports? It's uh, Austin. So uh, calling in to talk about just what I saw in Game One against the uh, Warriors and the Houston Rockets uh, last night. I mean, damn, dude! Like, you you can see through the first bit, like through the first uh, half of the game, Houston is going to be able to keep up with the uh, with the pace of the Warriors, but the way that they score, all that perimeter shooting isn't sustainable through four quarters, especially against a team that defends the perimeter like Golden State does. And you saw Steph with the active hands, Clay active hands, uh, making every shot contested, uh, Igudala. They were all, you know, they all were just, when you're up in the face of a team that can only win off the three like that, and when you defend as well as they do and you're athletic as Golden State is, it's problems for Houston every single time. And continuing on that note, I don't think that uh, Houston is going to be able to get more than one game off of Golden State. Uh, last night before the game, I had uh, written down, I had predicted that uh, Houston got it to game six. I thought they got uh, one at home and one on the road, ended up losing in game six. 
But uh, now, ah, shoot, man. Unless they win tomorrow night, the second game at home, they're going to get swept. I don't see them taking either of the games in Oakland. So, yeah, rough rough spot if you're Houston. You really wanted to see a win last night or at least a really competitive loss uh, within within five points. And, uh, yeah, that's it's just a rough look. James Harden ain't going to be able to score like he normally does. CP3 isn't that guy that's going to put up 40 every night. So, yeah, rough look for Houston right now. Oh, man. So after watching that uh, game two in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, I mean, geez, not to take away from LeBron James' performance because, you know, the 40-point triple-double against a defense like that, I mean, that's special. But... Just the dominance that Boston's been displaying, the ball movement, uh, just their presence in the paint, and uh, it, it's just been insane. Without Kyrie Irving and without Gordon Hayward, can you imagine this team with those two guys in next year? Uh, we could be looking at the next Eastern juggernaut that's going to dominate that conference for the next, you know, three to five years. Um, I just... Yeah, wow. Uh, good for them. I mean, being that young, playing that level of team ball. And on the Cavs side of the ball in this game, too, just miserable defense. Um, bad ball movement. Uh, just stupid turnovers from people not focusing, not putting in the effort, uh, not paying attention. Uh, taking bad shots, not setting up their offense, a bunch of hard contested threes from difficult spots beyond the arc. None of it was what you want for a team like that in the Cavaliers. And, I mean, LeBron James obviously played well. Kevin Love played pretty well, too. He was a beast on the boards that night or tonight and um, scored over 20, I think. But, I mean, it's just... You know, you got J.R. Smith making bad plays like that. That Boston crowd is fucking wild. I haven't heard a crowd like that in forever, man. And uh, good for them. It was a big hole for the Cavs to crawl out of. Zach Baggett Bubba Sparks. MVP of this year will probably go to, of course, LeBron. Because it's LeBron. But hey, he's been balling out. What do you expect? Um, top five players would be Jordan. You got to throw Tim Duncan in there. Shaq. I would say Kobe because of Shaq. And you got to throw LeBron. You got to give him his credit where credit is due. All right, there you have it. Austin Green. And my man, Patrick C. Jones, a.k.a. Cleveland, a.k.a. C. Boogie, jumping on the pod, giving his takes on a few things here or there, uh, including the NBA award season. Uh, man, my man, uh, Austin, down in the dumps. Holy crap. This is like LeBron super fan. This man is upset. Um, but I respect the uh, the real of your take because it would be hard to justify like being like yeah the, the, the Cavs got this 
But uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all's insight. Um, Austin, you you hit the head on the East and the West. Um, you can't play gimmick basketball, like I said at the beginning of the pod, and expect to win. It's just not happening. The only way it's working is if you have three of the best shooters all time, three of the top, you know, arguably top ten, three of the top ten shooters ever on the same squad. Yeah, sure, you can beat teams with that um, gimmick, but other than that, it's not happening. Uh, other than that, man, hey, I appreciate y'all calling in. Patrick, a.k.a. Cleveland and Austin, we need to get you, like, a, your own segment, Austin. You do this enough. But uh, I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all uh, calling in with your takes. Uh, we will be back next week, Wednesday or Thursday, with the basketball pod, and then Monday or Tuesday with the heel turn wrestling pod. Until then, I am out. Thanks for listening. Like and share the Blunt Talk Sports page. Y'all the best. Later.